All right, uh, we got a great conversation for you guys today. Uh, it's uh, with someone near and dear to my heart, literally. Uh, it's Dogen Uger, my dad. Uh, now we're gonna talk to him about his book, uh, The Original Young Turk, and it's on shoptyt.com. I had a really long interview with him, you should check out too. Uh, before it was actually one of the most popular interviews we've done, it was amazing. Um, uh, Dogen, welcome back. Thank you. Okay, I think that's the first time I called you Dogen. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, your interview did so well. I don't know. It's, I gotta. Uh, anyways, so uh, Dad, uh, the book is about your story. Okay, your uh, life. Before I get to how you wrote the book, you told me a story the other day that isn't in the book that it gives people a snippet of it. Um, about the melon fields and how you had to guard the melon fields for a month. Can you tell us what that was? Well, my uncle had a field and every year different product is implanted and then goes up and they come and to take it. But they, one year they had this melon. They planted like a cantaloupe or a honeydew, like, yes, something like that. Yes, okay. yes, yes. And my uh, cousin, Mehmet, and me, we had to go to wait. We had a little tent in there, and almost one month, we stayed there because we were afraid that people will steal our cantaloupes. Okay, so get a load of this, guys. <laughs> so you had to sit in a tent by the field yeah. for a month and take turns guarding the melons. Yes. <laughs> because you had no other ways to protect the melons when they actually blossom. That's right. Okay, now you guys want to like people go camping now, okay? <laughs> so did you guys have a sleeping bag? Did you have your like all these materials and a fancy tent and <laughs> I I don't remember exactly what, but probably it was just a, maybe a some kind of uh, clothes or something or heavy stuff that we lay on it because it was hot anyway uh -huh. in summer months. So you had to go guard it in the summer? Yeah. Where it can get really hot? Yes. And and so do you even remember where you went to the bathroom? Because this is no joke, this is not like a retreat, okay? It's just <laughs> the fields. This yeah. is back in what, 1940s, No, 50s? it's about 50s. Yeah, okay, so this is just a, and anybody could come at any time. There's no yeah. police for no, no, no. miles and hours <laughs> and yeah. yeah. And so do you remember how you went to the bathroom? Did you, did you guys dig a hole or something? Whole field is bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you even remember how you got a month's worth of food? How would you do out there? But most of them, it's, we eat bread and some cheese. And very rudimentary thing is we cook ourselves. And uh -huh. How old were you? It, I think I'm, I was about 15 or something. Imagine nowadays 15, go guard the melon field. <laughs> you are here, you have some bread and a little bit of cheese. You have a month, good luck, <laughs> okay? That's just unbelievable. So, but your house didn't have electricity, right? No. <laughs> so this is in southeastern Turkey, near the Syrian border. Now, unfortunately, filled with bombs had come over, unfortunately, and and tons of Syrian refugees because Kilis took them in. Just as much as the Turkish people, there are Syrian people in Kilis right now. Yeah, and so now Kilis is next to is close to Gaziantep, which is one of the oldest cities in the world, and across the border in Syria, there's Aleppo, which is another one of the top ten oldest cities in the world. So this is in like. 
the ancient part of the world. And so um, anyway, so that's where you grew up and no electricity. Uh, you, I remember you told us last time we had to get up like four in the morning sometimes to go to the fields. Um, well, I have to wake up something like around 4, 4.30 and go around and to knock the doors of the workers, find out I know which one are and then wake them up and they come together and we walk to field. How old were you when you were doing that? I think I started about 10 or 12. Uh -huh. And it, your dad had died, right? When you were six months old? Eight months old. Eight months old? Mm -hmm. So you never knew your dad? No, I never seen and, him. Yet. And so you guys got debt on top because he was sick for a while, is that right? Yeah, my grandma took him to Istanbul, which those days coming from Chiles all the way to Istanbul, very treacherous roads and very difficult, yet very expensive as well. And then after in one month, they tried to get some kind of therapy because he had a, a cancer. Mm -hmm. And they took him back to Achilles and after a couple of months, he died. Okay, He was so only 37 years old. Only 37, wow. And you were born in 1937. Well, it's about eight months after yeah. I was born and he died. Yeah, and so you guys have almost no money of these tiny pieces of land that are outside of town. Uh, they're very far from each from each other. I I, I know because I read your book, mm -hmm. uh, and <laughs> so um, and you got to go to them. But so how how do you wake up at four in the morning if there's no alarm clock? I guess my mother was able to wake up early because she has to do the uh, morning ritual praying very early, and she got used to after a certain time. And she wakes me up and then I go around and get everybody and we walk to the field. And after we finish about one thirty, two o'clock, we walk back to town. Yeah, and so back then, um, uh, Turkey's at almost completely Muslim. Uh, and so, and your mom was more religious, so she would do the five prayers. Yes, and yes. so she'd have to get up in the morning for that. So the, another part of the story that was amazing to me was uh, that you guys had to cook all the food. Mm -hmm. uh, and on the spot because there's no refrigerator. That's right. So you can't ever store any food. No. So you have to literally prepare all of the food that you eat at all times. Yes, yes. Well, next maybe two days, some of the food. And we had some cabinets with screen on the front. And we put on the shade, shed, shed part of the town, I mean, home. And then it gets a little bit ventilated by itself when the weather at night gets a little cooler. And that's our refrigerator. <laughs> it gets a little cooler at night. That's the fridge. Yes. Okay. So, so when you have no money at all and your family's got to survive, the question of whether you go to the fields at 4.30 in the morning as a 12 year old is not a question at all. No. No, you have to go. That's right. Do you remember at what age you started to work in a sense? Like to go to the fields and stuff 12, like that? 12, 13 is really time. That's when you started going. Yes, yeah, yes. And your brother was going before that yes. and stuff, mm -hmm. right? Okay, that makes sense. So. Um, as, as you guys will find out, and this is the easiest read. I mean, my dad writes so matter of factly, which we'll get to in a second. You'll find out in the original Young Turk. You then wind up living the American dream. You wind up meeting JFK. You wind up doing all these things, right? 
So when you were a 13 year old boy, and I remember the story, I, uh, I think it's in the book, I think you might have told me in the last interview, but the one where you uh, thought you might die of thirst walking back. You know, you're so thirsty and there's the wells with the bugs in it and you can't drink the water well, and stuff. We, uh, my brother and myself, we walked to our wine yard and mm -hmm. that's about four, three or four miles away from our home uh -huh. and we, uh, prepared the, all the uh, containers with the grapes. And my brother said, you better go and tell the carrier to come to pick up these things and bring it home. So I have to walk back and something like about two o'clock and the summer really hot, that four, four miles back to uh, home or the close yeah. to my uh, home. And it was uh, usually on the road, there are some wells, water wells, and people p pull the water and yeah. drink. And every uh, uh, well. well I approach, there is nothing to p bring the water up, something broken. So or why something. didn't you just get an avion? <laughs> <laughs> so but wait, how old were you then, do you remember? Maybe 13. Okay, when you 13, were 13 14, and yeah. you're getting the dry wells or the wells with the bugs and you're, you're, you're dying for some water and you live in these conditions. If they told you this is what the rest of your life is gonna look like <laughs> and you get to live in this house and you get to meet the American president, etc., Would you have believed it? Could you have imagined it? No, you know what, from early age, my brother put in my head that if I educate myself, and if I become an engineer or doctor or somebody who can really make good money, good life, and I can marry beautiful and very good family girl, and I can do almost anything. So in the beginning, when I started first year, I couldn't pass the second year. So I repeated the first year. So but like I, first grade? Yes, first grade. Oh, wow. Okay, you really but, were lazy because I know how smart you are. So <laughs> you must have been real lazy my, at first my grade. Brother, my <laughs> brother then find out this and he, he was very upset. And from there on, he always with me and telling me all the different things. And so, Yeah, your brother saved your life in a lot of ways. Without him, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah, and so... Um, so did you imagine, so when your brother told you, hey, we can get off this farm and you can actually go live a good life and stuff, did you have fantasies of big houses and pretty girls and stuff? I did because all the uh, Turkish movies start to come and then one or two American cowboy, cowboy f uh, film came to kill us and I saw those and I have somehow this, feeling that I will be going to America. I don't know why. I was only 12 or 13 years old when I was starting the secondary school. First day, I walk in the school yard and a couple of kids uh, were talking to each other in front of the school gate. And I don't remember what they were talking, but I just said, I'm going to go to Hollywood.
They left and they left. <laughs> and guess what, Bubba? <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> what now, friends? Okay, what now? <laughs> um, so I mean, here you are. You have a book out in America, and and by the way, so. In the last interview, I've never seen that much universal love for anything we've done at TYT. Because even though my dad is very progressive now, conservatives love him too. Because <laughs> you have that American dream story that they love, right? So you get the whole thing on the original Young Turk. It's a shoptyt.com. You're gonna love it. Like everybody that's read it are like, oh my god, that was so amazing. <laughs> Every story in there was amazing, okay? So shoptyt.com. Okay, so you know, you mentioned Vineyard. The funny thing is, like, these, like, that sounds fancy these days. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a small piece of land, right? Yeah. And you got some grape vines and stuff. Only 300 grape uh, vines. Uh, yeah. Okay, I don't know. Um, so you then take the grapes. I remember the story where you then. Um, what you do? You stomp on them with your like you wash your feet. You like literally in turn. Yeah, we clean very thoroughly our feet yeah. and legs, and then we clean and wash the grapes as well. We have a kind of I don't know how to say from stone they cut off some big container uh -huh. this high on the sides. And this big from here to there, and this white, and we put the gray one to that. And I got in, and I start to step on it, start uh, to crushing. That's crushing. so. In the old days, that's how they made wine. Yes. Yeah. And, and so you guys were Muslim. You didn't like mind making wine. That was not an issue. No, Chilis said those days was very open to this kind of things, and nobody said anything. There was a wine factory in the Kilis that time too. Huh. But yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, that's great. You uh, know, the effect of Ataturk was still very strong in my childhood and my young years. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Ataturk is the founder of the modern Republic of Turkey, and he was very secular, and he built Turkey, the Turkish government to be the most secular government there was at the time. Right, and so it was a very strict separation of church and state. Before America, before France, and many other countries, he gave the woman to vote and to get elected to the. Uh, right, I think Turkey had one of the first female Supreme Court justices in history. Yeah, uh, out of any country, and and it's because the the Ottoman Empire used to be the head of the Islamic Caliphate yes. back in the day, and he abolished the Caliphate and set up a very secular state. The Ottoman Empire had become greatly corrupted and had done terrible things, and they wanted a clean break from that. And, uh, mm -hmm. and, and so that he went in this direction and really modernized Turkey. And, that's, and that was taught to all the kids, so they all grew up loving the idea of secularism, which kind of gets you to where I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that makes sense. Okay, before we run out of time, I wanna get to your, the torture story of the Syrian soldiers torturing you. Uh, but tell me about the book, how, the writing of the book. What was that process like? Well, after our interview, a lot of people made the comment, but somehow either TYT or the YouTube stopped the comment. An 850 comment after they said uh -huh. there are no more comments. Oh yeah, we were just trying to censor everyone. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't know why we didn't do it. I don't so know it must why have been they YouTube. Did it. I don't know why. But all this out of 850 comments, almost 98 or 99 percent 
raving appraisal and says beautiful, wonderful. I wish. No, it's really, it was probably the most positively reviewed video we ever did. And yet, the <laughs> same thing is happening right now, almost every week getting another five, six, seven, ten months, maybe, people are watching. And the number of watch watching people today is 200, uh, 270,000, over 270,000. Did that inspire you to write the book? Well, yeah. All the comments in there, everybody was so almost begging, you have to write the book, you have to you know, make a movie out of this. I said, there must be something to it. And so I decided to write the book. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, we don't have enough juice to get a movie made out of it yet. <laughs> yeah, one day though, one day. Uh, and that way you'll really be in Hollywood. Okay, so Scorsese, Spielberg, I'm not saying anything, but in case you're watching, okay? Uh, Adam McKay, I haven't said a word, uh, okay. No, seriously, now let's go back. So, and, oh, and the writing of the book, was it hard or no? Yes, it was very hard and I never realized it would be this hard and this expensive. Because if you are not big name printing companies, publishing companies, they don't want to pay money to you and take care of everything themselves. No, so I paid everything out of my pocket. I'm a retired person, it's really, it was very, very yeah, uh, high cost, but I started and I couldn't turn back and I finished it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, you, you had a lot of successful business ventures eventually, like you and you became a real you Monmouth County businessman of the year, like a really wonderful mid-sized business owner, right? Um, but this was not your, one of your more profitable ventures <laughs> because I'm not I'm not really uh, prepared to write the book because. I learned English something like 52 day, days or something like that. From the time I stopped the uh, United States. Um, Was it back to, in the uh, 60s? Yeah, in the 1961. Yeah. And to the, uh, the, uh, the 21st of uh, uh, March, not now March, November. Uh -huh. And then I went to school, graduate school in Maryland University on uh, <clears throat> 15th of January. Yeah. Only 50 some days. So you went to and studied and then passed graduate school for engineering in America when you learned English in those 52 days between November 21st <laughs> and when you went started that school. Yeah. When Tell the story real quick of when you first came here uh, what note did you have in your book? Because you didn't speak any English at that point. My brother wrote a piece of paper, I'm going to New York, please help me. Uh -huh. I have that paper in my hand and I came from Istanbul, fly to, from Istanbul to Amsterdam. And I stayed there 17 hours for second propeller flight I came to United States. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, in every couple hours, I'm going to people say, I'm going to New York. Okay, okay, we know you just sit, wait. <laughs> 17 hours. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And finally, and one dollar in my pocket. One dollar. One dollar. <laughs> look, man, it's look, it's, the millennials have it tough these days. They really do with student loan debt and the housing prices are out of control, etc. 
But you had a different level of tough. <laughs> that was that's not that's not, not an easy life. And so let's before we're out of time, let's go to the Syrian torture story. But I would like to say something. Education is such an important thing. No matter which country, United States or Europe or Turkey or Saudi Arabia, we should put all our money and effort into educating our people. And should it be free of charge, education will be free of charge. Yeah, and I want the audience to understand, and you'll see it in the book. So how did my dad get out of, my dad get out of poverty to become a mechanical engineer? Turkey had free college education. They say we can't afford that in America today. Turkey afforded it back in the 19, early 1960s, okay? And, and then it created a whole class of kids like my dad who were poor to middle class. Yeah. That wound up getting a free college education and created miracles. The Turkey was in terrible shape. Yes. And they lifted that class of folks, lifted the economy up and now it's a top 20 economy in the world. And it was because of the free college education. That's right. Yeah. Some of your classmates were geniuses, set up incredible um, Companies that lasted to this day, and they were all poor middle class. Yeah, yeah, and none of them could have gotten that education if it wasn't free. So it's shameful that America can't do that. That's one of the reasons you're progressive and I'm progressive, etc. So I don't want to give away like the book's amazing because he leads a rebellion and he raises a flag and then he runs away from the military barracks where they're being kept prisoners and I mean, it's, but. Um, but when you were, so I don't want to tell, tell too much about how they tortured you when the Syrian soldiers captured you, captured you guys. First of all, how, why did they capture you? They want the money. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> they want the money, Lebowski. What and were you guys doing there? Why were you in Syria? Because I know you're close to the border, but why were you in Syria? Just the other side of the border. I don't know how my, our family from my father's side had uh, 40. Uh, olive uh, trees. Twenty uh -huh. of them my uncle owns, and twenty of them we own. Yeah. And so we are allowed to get uh, to that other side of the uh, thing uh, border with a piece of paper, and we show them they allow us to get there. Right. And we have been doing that something like 10, 15 years. This time we went there, my uncle working, trying to finish his work and we, my mother and myself and maybe other uh, helper from this close by village. And we are working all to get the, all the uh, olives together. And this two, three uh, Syrian soldiers show up and they start asking money. Because we are so close, we don't have money with us. If we did have money, we would give it to them. We don't have any money with us. My uncle didn't have any money. My mother didn't have any money. We tried to explain to them. They said, too bad, <laughs> we need the money. So when they did what they did, uh, how old were you? I think 13 or 14, maybe. Well, well you have lived a life, man. You have maybe lived even a life. early, 12, maybe. I don't remember, just about that time. How, just We're out of time, but how did you shake it off, right? Like so, you you know you can read about it in the book shoptyt.com to get the book. Okay, <laughs> but you're in tremendous pain at that point when you finally get you know basically rescued and etc. Because and my uncle went to the close by village, 
And uh, they know him because every year he is coming. And he said, next time when I come, I pay you. But could you please give me a couple kilograms of uh, sugar and this and that? To and pay I, off the soldiers. To pay off those guys. Yeah. And he brought that and then they let me go. But like in, in America, if you had gotten tortured like that at the age of 12, you'd have to have therapy the rest of your life, obviously. <laughs> so like, how'd you get past it? I didn't give too much attention to it, even though it was very <laughs> painful. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it was. <laughs> amazing, it's an amazing story. So that's why when I tell you the original Young Turk, it's a hell of a book, it's got amazing stories. We're not kidding, okay, <laughs> shoptyt.com. It's almost like from a different lifetime, right? And it's like going into a movie in a sense, right? <laughs> and you take a time machine and then you, and and it covers everything. Because since you met JFK and had all these other amazing moments, it feels like the encapsulation of, of, of that period of time in world history. And so it's a hell of a story. So, yeah. and as, Look, I tell you this in private all the time. Thank you. You carried us on your back, the entire family, no social safety net, no nothing. Dollar in his pocket, okay? And carried us all the way, still carrying us. But the one most important factor in my life is my brother. And if he didn't convince me to go to get an engineering degree, if he didn't support me first three, four months, until I got into Stevens as an engineer, research engineer, he paid my tuition and he paid other things. And until I start to make money, I would never be able to do it. So my brother is my angel. He really, really saved my life. And, and guys, that's the other thing you get out of the book is that there is no self-made man. I mean, if ever there was a self-made man, it's my dad. <laughs> but then you see, oh no, if it, without his brother, without his mother, without his uncle who puts him up in an apartment, he, he wouldn't have been able to pay the rent in Istanbul to go to college, even though it was free, right? Yeah. And people chip in and they bread here and a, delivered food from the bus driver <laughs> and stuff, etc. And and it literally took a village in yeah. your case, to, yes, to to make sure you made it. And then you lifted all so many other people up from that. So, all right, shoptyt.com, check out the original Young Turk. Dad, thanks so much for coming on. You're welcome. <laughs> all right.